Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. Last week's article, blog article and radio show, thank you so much for the support on that. And that was the article in regard to, am I with a narcissist? So that article, Are You With a Narcissist, is all about getting out that information about narcissistic abuse, what a narcissist really is. And that has been the most shared liked article I've ever done. A lot of people are really getting behind this mission to expose the information on a much, much more broader scale, which absolutely needs to happen because, as we know, the DSM um, meaning of narcissism is really limited. A lot of people are not putting the pieces together. They're not understanding and they're also getting very, very confused even when atrocious behaviour emerges as it does with people that have narcissistic personality disorder. So please keep spreading that message. And if you know of anybody, whether it be in legislation, whether it be in the medical community, whether it be in media, etc., please pass it on because the world needs to understand what's really, really going on behind the um, closed walls within houses and what's actually really happening. Okay, so today I'm going to be doing another show which is about dissolving ego and that's just so important. And as always, I'm really uh, sharing my journey and what I've discovered and what I do with my healing to really, really help the community. So this show is about the futility of my life will be better when when and that's such an interesting concept and we're going to look at this so life is full of many incredible ironies and the more we get to understand how life really works and who we really are we can begin to understand what serves us is not what we have been programmed and conditioned to think now the operative word in that sentence is think we've been conditioned to think so the, infinite, the information in today's show is a sharing of my personal journey and the path that I'm connected to presently, which is about growth, which is about evolution, which is about liberation. This path fascinates me, the path of personal development, and it excites me now beyond anything I've ever felt and experienced emotionally and vibrationally before. And I'm literally stunned by how pure and simple it really can be when we get into the bigger picture perspective, when we release a lot of our limiting programs, and when we start flowing into beingness. Like so many people in the community, I certainly have not always done life the simple way. As a self-confessed codependent running some pretty fierce egoic survival programs, I have lived a great deal of my life from a very powerless position, which has been trying to create positive change by combating life rather than working within and with the true system of life. And hence why I have experienced a lot of pain and disappointment in my life, and that really there's no surprise that I do what I do as a mission. The great thing about when we do work at personal development and personal realisation is that we can start to understand what really has gone on 
and then be able to deeply resonate with how to turn that around in our lives. In regard to recovering from narcissistic relationships, we hopefully realise there comes a time when we have to let go in order to survive. Because certainly, as narcissistic relationships get heavily into the devalue and the discard cycles, and if you take a narcissist back even after they profess their undying love and the ability to take responsibility, etc., we know the cycles get worse and worse and worse. Once the cracks appear, they become incredibly big gulps of pain. So we understand that it is impossible to force a pathological individual to start operating with integrity, care, decency and compassion and absolutely humility or self-responsibility. And we all certainly discover that the hard way in narcissistic relationships. We realise and we discover that it is impossible to control the uncontrollable. So inevitably we reach the juncture when no matter how many different shapes of a pretzel we try to twist into, we finally get that we cannot change somebody else's personality disordered brain wiring and the resulting conscienceless behaviour that erupts from that. And the truth is, we're not meant to change that. The letting go of the narcissist is symbolic of our own personal journey and it's only the beginning. The journey of healing and recovering ourselves is about so much more than just letting go of the narcissist. What it is really about is the letting go of our own fearful egoic self. It's about letting go of our monkey mind, which is trying to control things and trying to make the outside world or people respond in a way that's going to allow us to be safe. It's about letting go of our blender brain that's in overdrive, that's pumping with cortisol and adrenaline and survival egoic programs and the fearful emotions and choices that we make when we feel powerless. We all know what that powerless feeling feels like. Ironically, the feelings we experience of powerlessness during and after narcissistic abuse are identical to the feelings of deep inner powerlessness that the narcissist reacts to and expresses as pathological behaviour, maliciousness and narcissistic rage. The truth of the matter is it is only deeply frightened people who damage others as well as it is only deeply frightened people who accept and stay attached to damage from others. So when we take the journey of personal evolution, we look deeply at ourselves and we look at how fear, emptiness and powerlessness has played out in our own life to date. We start to understand that there is no out there. The out there that's happening to us, that showed up for us, was all about showing us what was in there that we needed to heal. So where has the powerlessness come from? Our ego is the culprit. Our ego is the true enemy within. And this is incredibly insightful when we understand this. Our ego is not just powerless. It's actually narcissistic. And I'm going to explain to you why. Our ego entices us with manipulation. And the manipulation, which is the stories that we're running through our head, regardless of who's triggered them for us and regardless of who's brought them up for us, these stories are feelings of unworthiness and not enoughness. We don't believe we're enough. In order for us to try to get the relief of an identity from outside of ourselves, that's what our ego is doing. It is saying on your own, you're unworthy, you're not enough, and you have got to get relief from outside of yourself to know that you're an identity. So the ego convinces us that the outer 
through outer speaking, we're going to become more. Yet all it does by doing that and, and doing that anxiously and trying to make that happen, all that happens is we become stripped down to become less. So the following is so important to understand. Our ego is a false self. It's not who we really are. And the problem is, if we're living our life through our ego, we are disconnected from deeply feeling the peace, fullness and the connection of who we are, unconditionally. And it means that the search for authentic joy, love and fulfillment is thwarted constantly. It's actually like looking for salvation in every place possible except where that salvation really is. Now your ego, and this is the same for everybody, your ego as a false self never feels good enough. Now you need to understand that it never feels good enough. So therefore, because the ego on its own doesn't feel full or fulfilled or enough, it needs to define itself with stuff, people and significance. And this means that the ego precariously feels great if it's getting what it wants, which is only ever temporarily, and it's hurt when it doesn't get what it thinks it wants. And of course that's often when we're looking to the outside world for it. So life to the ego is an unstable roller coaster of painful and addictive emotions. And this is very, very true because whenever we feel shame and we feel not enoughness, well then we're actually addicted to trying to get that filled from outside of ourselves and that is going to create emotional addictions. Your ego as an insecure self can take many things personally and your ego will state, I can't be happy now because this happened to me in my past. And your ego also leads you to believe, I can't be happy until I get the stuff, person or significance in the future that will make me happy. Now we all know that narcissistic relationships are very expensive on many levels. Emotionally, resources, finances, all sorts of things. Health, you name it. They strip you down, they suck you dry. And we can very easily fall into the ego pattern of, I can't be happy until I make up that lost ground. I can't be happy until I get the real dream that I thought I was going to have in that illusion. Now, if we are not conscious, we can easily believe the stories our ego feeds us and they become our identity. And these stories are all about emptiness, worthlessness and the constant barrage of you are not good enough as you are right now. Now that is exactly what depression looks like. That is exactly what depression is. Depression is simply this, living life through your false self. Codependents have it and narcissists have it. Now the only difference is, it's just that codependents, because they have integrity, do not pathologically, purposefully and maliciously use people to get relief from that inner emptiness. And as we know, narcissists do. So the pain body simply is creating more pain. And the pain body is the ego and I'm going to explain some more about that. Now like all true narcissists, any attention is good attention. It actually confirms the ego's existence. So a narcissistic individual feels validated when he or she acts out and procures pain. So what that means is the narcissist's pain body, the false self, is always triggering somebody else's pain body off to react. 
because that's what gives the narcissist attention. That's one of the ways that their ego gets attention. Now, we need to understand this about ourselves. Identically, your ego can gain the same temporary satisfaction by activating and acting out pain. Narcissistic individuals are fed and energized by another person's painful reaction. Identically, your ego is energized and fed from your own pain. So the more pain you give it, the more your ego takes you over. And then the ego has exactly what it wants from you. And that is having you hooked into it and handing over regular and plentiful supplies of pain. And that's what peptide addiction is all about. Now you know exactly how that played out with the narcissist. That the narcissist was always inciting your anger and your frustration and your de despair and your pain. It's the same cycle that goes on with our own pain body. So in the case of the narcissist, the ego has performed a complete takeover of the narcissistic individual. And what that means is that because the narcissist has purposefully disowned and detached from their, their submerged and shriveled true self, because the narcissist decided that that pain of feeling vulnerable, of feeling unworthy and unlovable and defective and abandoned was too hard to face. So a false self became the construction as the buffer to insulate the narcissist from that. So then what happens is because the ego is being regularly fed, there's nothing else going on. So the narcissist is always getting narcissistic supply to feed the ego and the ego is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So narcissists don't improve and mellow as they get older. They actually become more disordered because the ego is performing a takeover. And this is what happens with narcissists. So the narcissist decided to choose pathology, which is the false self, to emotionally survive. And what that means is I will use any method necessary to stay one up on others so that they cannot hurt me. The motto is... I will never trust and be hurt again. I will never be vulnerable again. And that's why the massive egoic defense mechanisms are there. And this effectively destroyed the true self, which meant that the conscience and reverence and oneness for life, that connection to soul and others and oneness, was destroyed. So the narcissist disconnected completely from the quantum truth of life, which is, what I do to others is what I do to myself because we are all one. And on the quantum physics wave function, we are all one. What I do to you, I do to me. What you do to me, you do to you. And the narcissist has no concept of that. So the narcissist disconnected. So when you are dealing with a narcissist, you are not dealing with a human which is somebody connected to their soul and that reverence, you're actually dealing exclusively with an egoic pain body. And the ego needs conflict, pain and struggle to exist, to give it an identity. So if you were to think of cancer cells, they eat up surrounding tissue, but the tissue they consume never makes them well. It never stops the disorder. So rather the sickness just gets bigger and bigger and it spreads and that's what narcissists do. The sickness gets bigger within themselves, it permeates and poisons everything in their environment and it is like this horrific ripple effect that is, is destroying and maiming as it spreads. Now if the condition of cancer is not dissolved and resolved, eventually the disease destroys the environment and ultimately it's going to destroy itself. So your ego is this insidious. Everybody's ego is. It's actually a cancer of the soul. So if you were to do a study or you compiled statistics of seeing how narcissists end up at the end of their life with that insidious cancer of ego, 
you would see the real life evidence of where ego ends up taking somebody. It's not pretty. And being as connected as I am into the narcissistic abuse community, recovery community, I hear stories all the time of people's parents and older narcissists and how they end up in life. And I've never heard a nice story. It's, it's how you live is how you die. It's, it's really quite that simple. So when we look at how we can identify our ego and realize it isn't our true self, it's not who we really are, it's a pain body. It's an imposter. It's not the truth of us. So your ego is a perpetual voice which is saying, I am not happy now. And the reason being is it's not receiving relief because it's constantly in pain from itself adequately from outside of itself. So the ego is happy when it's getting its hit and it's not happy when it's not getting its hit. So as a false self, the ego is never feeling okay on its own merits. It harbors pain of the past as the reason why it can't be at peace now and that's either consciously or unconsciously. And we can really understand that when we do something like in Joe Dispenza's work, where you actually do a meditation with yourself for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or so, and you just breathe and you try to be in the present moment and you see what comes up for you. And you are meeting yourself. You are meeting your true personality without distractions in that time. And that really gives you a very deep understanding of where you are at, how much ego you've got activated or how much you've dissolved it and you're able to just be in your true self-function. And the ego has expectations and demands for the future as conditions in order to be happy. Now, our true self state is unconditional love. And what that means is, is that I am whole, I am love without conditions having to be a certain way to appease me. I'm not needy, I'm not entitled, I don't have expectations, I'm just love. I'm just connection and love. Now, our ego doesn't operate like that. Our ego is always saying, I need this to happen in my life now or tomorrow or in the future or I'm not going to be happy. So therefore only when I have the right partner, the right amount of money in my account, the adequate security, the possessions, the clothes, the job or the lifestyle or the attention, can I be worthy enough or happy? So trying to satisfy your own ego is like trying to satisfy any narcissist. It can't be done and you know that within your narcissistic relationships you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't and enough is never enough it doesn't matter how many things you try to adjust do hand over change about yourself grant it's a bottomless pit so what happens is even if these things come the ego's always going to up the ante and still be dissatisfied. And the truth of the matter is your ego does not want to be happy. And you will have said this to yourself about the narcissist. You don't want to be happy. Because the truth of the matter is happiness or peace or fulfillment is going to put your ego out of a job. And it knows that. It doesn't want that. So rather than having the consciousness to realize the unhappiness is coming from within, the ego is always going to find a way to judge, criticize and demean what it does get or it gets bored with success or it acts out the unconscious unworthiness that's going to sabotage the deal. Or, and that's very much the case for the narcissist, or as in the case with codependence horrifically, our egos give us all the logical excuses to ignore the inner warning bells, which was our intuition saying, hang on a minute, 
And then we just continue with a wonderful deal or relationship which ends up as pain and disaster instead. And that was our ego leading us into more to feed the pain body because we hadn't actually addressed and dissolved the ego enough for it not to be running the show. There is never any stability, security or happiness created through your ego. So the more your ego has grabbed hold of you, the more emptiness and neediness and self-criticism and lower self-worth you will suffer. And we know that as emotional pain. That's our subconscious saying to us, communicating through sensation that we've got a very energized egoic pain body going on. And when we've got that going on, the more addicted you will be to having to get things, people's energy, results, expectations fulfilled and significance outside of yourself to try to escape these feelings of not being enough. And that is the ego. I am not enough. If we were to sum it up in four words, that is your ego. And when we're really activated in our egoic programs, which are survival programs, the more you are robbed of your true identity, which is your true self. So ego is all about disconnecting you from your true inner power. Because if you're connected to your true inner power, the ego can't operate. So the ego's purpose in order to keep getting fed pain as a pain body is to disconnect you from your own power. So how does the ego do this? And why does it do this? It convinces you that you are never enough and that you need to get more in order to be enough. So the tool the ego uses is the painful emotions, which is to get your mind to think painful thoughts, which then creates more painful emotions, which then signal for more painful thoughts. So when you understand the cycle of peptide addiction, you can understand how the thought-feeling loop feeds on itself. And the same goes for when we get into true self-function. We start creating a loop that is really healthy for us. But until then, we're stuck in an emotional addiction of pain. And that's what peptide addiction is all about. So where are the painful emotions being generated from in the first place? They're being generated from the past. So where is our ego constantly living? It's constantly living in the painful, unresolved past. And it's trying to scramble over the top of the now instead of being present in the now in order to manufacture some relief in a future event. So this means the ego is never satisfied. It's never connected to or operating in the now. Not durably anyway and certainly not solidly. The ego can only sigh some relief which is actually not the truth of what the ego is doing anyway. So if the ego's exact expectations are met, then we can believe through our ego that we're actually happy. But it's only momentarily before the ego has a chance to discredit, find fault with it or sabotage the happiness. So that's very apparent with narcissistic behaviour that when the narcissist is happy for any period of time, the ego pain body has got to do something in order to erupt and get a fix or a feed of pain. Can't just settle and be. So for codependence, what might seem wonderful in the now will turn often into a painful calamity that it always was, but we were just missing those inner cues and we weren't listening. So that's all about the codependent ignoring the intuitive warning bells initially. So where does your true self exist and where does it know itself as peace, connectedness, wholeness and consciousness? Where does it feel whole and at peace unconditionally? In the now, 
because now is the only place that ever exists. Every moment of your life where you ever had any influence whatsoever is in every moment of now. Now is the only place you have any power. And to have power, your consciousness and your connectedness needs to be right here, right now, in the now. It's absolutely impossible to have any connection to your life, your soul, your happiness, your creativity, your love and appreciation of yourself, life and others, when you are living as, I can't be happy because of what happened in my past, and I can't be happy until this particular thing happens in my future. So in my opinion, hell is not a place. It's a state. And it's that state, exactly that state, and it's all created by the ego. So I'm going to get pretty metaphysical here because that's what being my true self is about. It's about being emotionally authentic to myself, to others, and to this community. So you may or may not follow this particular theory of mine, and either way, it's perfectly okay if you don't. I firmly believe that we're all in a process of evolution right now in a really profound way. Time has sped up. I've talked about this before in other shows and on, uh, on, on um, articles. And I think what's really fascinating that even if you ask children, do they think time goes fast? They say yes. We certainly didn't as children. And I don't believe that this has got anything to do with getting older. I believe that we're fast-tracking towards evolution of our species for humans. I believe that we've got DNA waking up in our brains. I believe that we're evolving and we're advancing in consciousness. And the world is in total need of a transformation of consciousness right now. So the illusions of separateness and pain have been going on for a long time. And egos and insanity have been the cause. The very cause of all of that has been separation from oneness and reverence in each other. And it's all been about I am not enough. It's all been about fear. That's what all abuse and pain is about, and that's ego. Because you're a part of this community, which has been, and it is about this community, is about the painful dance of the codependent and the narcissist. That's what we're in this community for. So this transformational time is really powerful for you too. And I don't believe that it's any mistake that you've come to this information that I'm sharing with you. So this evolution process we're all undergoing is quite simply this. It's about getting out of our pain body, our ego. It's about surrendering it. It's about dissolving it. It's about stopping feeding it. And it's about claiming our true self. Now here is the massive irony. And that's what I mean about the ironies of life. That our true consciousness and evolution has got nothing to do with what we've been taught. Now the massive irony is this, to become more, you have to become less. So you have to lose who you thought you were. You have to let it go. And you have to lose your mind, the old way, the egoic mind, in order to become a new, far superior, more connected, at peace, evolved mind. So to claim your true self, you've got to lose your ego. And the interesting thing is, is that our egoic identifications with form outside of ourselves is what we thought our identity was. I'm only as good as this relationship. I'm only as good as this job. I'm only as good as the house I live in, the car I drive. I'm only as good as my aesthetic qualities. It's all been about getting validation from outside of ourselves instead of being that validation to ourselves. So when, and I'm not saying that you have to go without stuff. I'm not saying that at all because the irony is 
is when you actually get into a wholeness true self function, you start attracting more stuff than you could ever imagine. And you're doing it not because you need it, not because it's your identity, simply because it's reflecting back to you more of who you're energetically being. And the wonderful thing is, is you don't have identity attachments to it. You're just flowing and being and creating in life. So when you let go of your old identities and beliefs and become real and vulnerable instead, you're actually going to realize how invulnerable you really are. That's where your true power is. So when you let go of the previous conditions you required to be happy, you experience unlimited happiness. Because at true self level, your beingness, your natural state of who you are, is incredibly happy. When you no longer base your worth on outside validation or acquisitions, you naturally accept and love yourself unconditionally and then an avalanche of good fortune starts entering your life. Now that's what's happening in these times and vibration now. That's the flow of life. That's the system of life. And why does this happen? Because you are life. That's part of the oneness. There's no separation there. But when you're in your egoic survival functions, you have separated yourself from the field, from the grid. You are having to pitch yourself against life. And that's how narcissists live their life every minute of their day because they don't have a true self. Life is always giving you more of you. And this is the shift from human doing, which is egoic, into human being, which is consciousness. And the latter is your natural state. It's the state you are supposed to be experiencing. Everything else is an illusion which has been keeping you separated from what you want and what everybody wants, without exception. Every living human being on this planet wants this. They want a true connection with themselves and life because that's the only place real fulfillment, peace, love and truth is. There's nowhere else to get it. So let's have a look at how to dissolve your ego. So I'm going to grant you some of the suggestions that have worked incredibly well for me in working at dissolving more and more of my ego because I certainly don't want it. So firstly, I cannot recommend enough reading Eckhart Tolle's book, New Earth. Now, you may have read it. You might have read The Power of Now. Both of those books, really, absolutely, are a must for your spiritual library. And I can't recommend them enough, those books. If you've read them before, if you've been working on yourself and you're growing... And your vibration, your consciousness is growing right now. Everybody's going through this. Whether or not you're actually letting go yet or whether or not you're still stuck in it, okay, you have got the ability. More and more of your DNA is waking up in your brain. You have got more ability to be able to absorb this now. So I would really recommend if you've got those books on your shelf, get them back out. Have a read now. If you haven't, order these books. So again, it's Eckhart Tolle and it's New Earth and the Power of Now. New Earth especially is an astounding publication. And Eckhart Tolle really, truly, he is the true master on writing about ego. I don't believe there's anybody on the planet that captures it like he does. So, And humbly, I wouldn't even try to come close to match the way he writes about it because his work is phenomenal. So my suggestion is to get a full understanding of ego so get really do, get that full understanding. Read up about it, read his work and really take your time to go through those books because then you're going to start breaking out of the self-destructive hold that your ego has on you. You're going to be able to identify and once you start identifying ego, it's like when you start identifying what the truth of a narcissist is. You stop identifying with it. What When we bring anything into truth and into the light, we dissolve its hold over us. And the same applies for your own ego as well. 
then what I have found as the fastest and the most powerful way to start starving the ego and breaking its circuit is to shift the pain out of your cells. So what that's doing is it's reducing the strength and the power of your pain body. So every time we're releasing pain out of the cells of our body, we're actually diminishing the hold that our ego, that our pain body has over us to keep consciously or unconsciously seeking out more pain. Now, this is so, so important to understand the circuit of what's actually going on with the pain and the mind and that circuit of more pain and peptide addiction because if we go into our mind and we start thinking about the emotional pain, what we're doing is we're just feeding the ego more and that's what blender brain and monkey mind is all about. What happens is we feel that emotional hit of not enoughness, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, things in my life happened to me in the past, I'm the identity of a victim, this isn't working out in my life and we start thinking about it and then what our mind does is beat us up more and more and more and more and more the internal narcissist says yep you're worthless your life's never going to be any good you're unlovable nobody's going to love you you're too old you're too fat you're too this you're too that you're not good enough that's what our mind does to us and the the pain body the ego is getting its feed or to escape that internal anguish we could go for a fix outside of ourselves which means that we might gamble or we might shop or we may make contact with the narcissist or we might do anything that we can do outside of ourselves to try and get a hit. And that's what narcissists are doing constantly to try and avoid the agony of the pain body. And then what they do is just incite more pain and suffering and the and then the ego gets an even bigger feed. So... Now, the thing is, every time we do that, every time we go into the blender brain or every time we go for that hit outside of ourselves through a cigarette or a drink or we, we eat the, the tub of um, chocolate chip cookies or whatever we're doing, all we are doing is feeding our ego and then we're giving ourselves more shame and more pain. And the ego just got bigger every time we do that. So I'll tell you what I do when I feel emotional pain. And I've trained myself to do this because I am just so over the unconscious playouts of egoic pain body. That's just not my reality anymore. So what I do is I refuse to go into the story in my mind about what the emotional pain is about because I know that that's only going to give my ego a hook into me. And I now rarely get sucked into that, very, very rarely, because I'm very clear. And the truth is, of course, I used to constantly get sucked into that. We all know the horrendous levels of that when you're hooked to a narcissist, how much your ego pain body grabs you and keeps hooking you into trying to get accountability, trying to justify yourself, trying to prove to the narcissist you're a good person, trying to change the narcissist into being a good person, etc., etc., etc. It's just the most disgusting way to live. So now in everyday life, in my life, instead of thinking about the pain, what I do is I know it's there, I can feel it in my body, I stay present with whatever I'm doing, I don't give it energy, I don't allow my ego to hook me in, I might even run an affirmation in my mind just so I don't. And then as soon as I can, I will go to sitting on the couch, being with myself and doing quantum freedom healing on myself, which is about going into feeling into the pain and shifting it out of my body energetically with the healing process. And when I do that, then there is no pain there. The relief goes. I shift it energetically out of myself. Then there's no charge and there's no painful thing for my mind to hook into. The pain body vicious circle has been severed. 
And this way, my pain body gets starved and it becomes less and less and less. And then what happens, and Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot, you know, when we release the pain body out, it opens up space. And the space that it opens up is joy because that's our true self-function emerging. Our true self-function emerging is creation. It's oneness, it's God, it's life, it's creation and it's this beautiful space of joy. And the real me naturally feels whole and happy, creative and content now. There's no need to go for the chocolate chip cookies. There's no need to go for the cigarettes. There's no need to go for the drink. There's no need to go for the next project. There's no need to go for anything in order to feel whole and happy. Whole and happy is a natural state. And the more and more you do that and the more and more you train yourself to do that, what happens is you're not getting that past pain hammering you constantly or the fears or the conditions or the expectations in the future. And it takes work and it takes dedication and it takes being vigilant with it and it takes working on yourself to get to that point where your ego is getting starved and it's getting less and less and less and less and less powerful. And what a relief when you can start getting those breakthroughs and what a freedom when you start getting those breakthroughs. So I know unless you've come to this place and I know a lot of you that have been working up and have been working with Quantum Freedom Healing are really experiencing this. So, and I know that you may be listening to this going, what? You're full of it. Or I'm an alien or something. But I promise you with all of my heart that when you dissolve your false self, this is who you really are naturally. It's a natural beingness. And the Thriver stories, which are all on the blogs and their radio shows, they're all about people who know and feel what I'm saying and they are living this reality. And I'm not going to delude you into thinking it's an overnight job. You might start feeling relief very, very quickly, but it's not an overnight job. And once you start stay starving your pain body, what's really interesting is it's going to freak out when it realizes what you're doing. When your ego realizes that you're releasing it, you're not feeding it, and you're going to let it go, it's going to come at you 10 times harder. And that's when you have to be really conscious. And you have to say to yourself, I know this is my pain body. I know this stuff isn't me. And I know that I can release the charge of this and I can release energetically the pain of this and not allow it to take me over and not feed it again. And your pain body, your ego is like a narcissist. It will try and trick you, find a gap. It will try to hook you and you absolutely have to perform no contact with it, which is not thinking about it and going to an energetic, vibrational, emotional release rather than let your mind feed it again. And that's why ignoring any thoughts and mind stories and just shifting out of the emotional pain is so effective because you don't get hooked into the rubbish and it takes effort and it also means meeting your pain and no longer avoiding it. So this is a huge irony. The difference is when we're thinking about our pain, absolutely we would traumatize ourselves, we, we get the cocktails flowing through our body of the chemicals of pain, the pain intensifies, we start peptide addiction, it's horrible. We're right in the pain. And this really crazy thing about all of that is through our mind, we're trying to avoid it. And we're actually making it worse. So it's what happens is when we emotionally go to it, we actually say, I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to walk into that cave and I'm going to meet that dragon and I'm going to be with that dragon. I'm actually going to embrace and be with my pain. I'm going to fully feel it. And this is so yogic. This is so what, what uh, Eastern um, healing paths are all about. This is not what we've been taught in Western culture at all. It's about being with consciousness with your pain. And that's how you actually overpower it. And that's when you can actually release it.
So when we no longer avoid our pain, what happens is we start shoveling out a hole of black mud. And we're doing that to get to the gold underneath the black mud. And the the gold is our true self. And our gold has always been there. Always been there. So it is so worth it doing this. And with powerful energetic tools to shovel out the mud, it may only be a few months of firmly committing to yourself before you do, for the first time in your life, really break free. And I mean that. And breaking free is when you are not attached to living through your egoic, painful, disappointing, conditional self. And then you know what true freedom is all about. And freedom has never had anything to do with what your ego is getting fed. That's imprisonment and enslavement to your ego. It's not freedom. So the important thing is you can achieve this. And this is the huge shift that is going on globally with consciousness. And there are more and more people that are really realizing the truth. They're dissolving their ego. They're ascending. They're evolving. They're knowing peace. They're becoming wholeness. And it all starts with one person becoming a true self. It all starts with that. It all starts with you. So imagine what our world would be like if ego, pain, separation and fear was dissolved. And truly, that is what's going to create heaven on earth. And it has to all start with one person. So I hope I've inspired you to really think about this. And with the accompanying blog article on this, I'd love to hear your comments and I'd love to respond because it really is a time of accelerated consciousness. And if we resist and if we stay in ego, life is just going to get harder and tougher and more painful because truly that whole egoic vibration is not meant to work anymore and it doesn't work anymore. It's getting ousted and it needs to be ousted. So I hope you can shift and really, really find who you really are because who you really are is glorious beyond measure. And I really mean that. That's what heaven on earth is all about. So that's it for me, everybody, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'll be back next week. Lots of love. Bye-bye.